on your racing leader, Sky Sports Radio. It's time for On The Pace. On the Sprinter pace. down the outside, finishing brilliantly. Look at Sprinter, he's got the right name. But he says, ta-da on Bowtide. Some Bowtide brilliance here today. He'll go back to back, all right. He's making a mess of them. Bringing you all the latest harness racing happenings from around New South Wales and across the country. Good morning and welcome to On The Pace here on an Anzac Monday morning. I hope you've had the chance to either head out to one of the ceremonies or remember all those wonderful people, uh, ladies and men, who have served in our services from both sides of the Tasman who have given us the freedoms we are able to enjoy today. One of those freedoms is to pop along to the races. If you're not playing two up today, you've got a chance to, to head for the harness racing communities out to either Coolamon or Forbes if you are in New South Wales. It's Diggins Cup Day at Forbes and Steve Turnbull has a big team. So what we're going to do for you today is try and find you a winner by talking to two of the big guns from Bathurst, that's Steve Turnbull, and he'll be joined by Bernie Hewitt after that. Uh, Steve, good morning. Thank you for taking the time on Anzac Day to talk to us here on Sky Sport Radio. Yeah, no worries, mate. Okay, down to business, Steve. First on the card goes just after midday. You have a big team in today. In the first, you have Dawson Shard, second line barrier draw. Talk to our listeners, Steve, about whether that's easy or hard to overcome around Forbes. Yeah, very hard. Very hard. Um, he's only a two-year-old, um, but um, in saying that, they don't look a real strong lot. Um, so hopefully maybe able to whip around them at some stage and sit in the death or um, try and get up there at some stage of the race. You've got Baxter Red in the second on the card. And um, look, he again is well favoured, even though from a second line barrier draw. Now, what do you expect Mitch to do from here? Push away at the start or do you punch through and take your luck behind too little too late? I think he's going to try and get out early if he can, and uh, he's been racing pretty well against harder horses. So I think he'll uh, he'll try and get him off early in the race. Okay, Steve, he's very short, um, very short odds, tap of the tab. Is he clearly better than these horses because there's not a lot of form among the others? Oh, I wouldn't say. I, I, I don't really know what the other horses are. They didn't look all that good on paper, but um, he, uh, he's been racing pretty handy horses and he's, he's been doing a good job. Steve, in the Neville Pallow Memorial, which is the fourth on the card at Forbes today, you line up both Drive to the Beach and Fly Like a Falcon. Drive to the Beach has been a funny horse because he's shown ability since he was two, um, he often has a hard run. He's a horse who sometimes has to come around them and sit parked. But he gets Amanda today, your daughter Amanda Turnbull, driving in the fourth. And you always tell me that Amanda's worth at least two lengths to them. So is he clearly the better of your two chances? Uh, yeah, he's probably the better of the two. Um, he's um, yeah, he, he, he can be not not that strong, but... Uh, he's got a bit of gay speed, so hopefully he can, she'll burn him out. And Like I said, she can make him do best a lot of things that I can't. But, so hopefully she can wave a bit of magic and get him home. 
Uh, oh, the other horse drew. Um, the other horse drew six. But he's got to be on the fence, so he's virtually drew on the wrong fence. <laughs> so um, somehow or other, he's got to get over on the fence. He seems to run his best races from there. Steve, the seventh on the card today is the big one. It's the Club Forbes Diggers Cup, and it's over the twenty-four seventy. Again, you have two horses in. Um, you have St. Amelia, a horse I've always really liked, and John O'Shea takes the reins there. And you also have Major Bracken, who's drawn the second line, but it does have that 24, 70 metres to try and overcome that. Speak to us about the chances of both St. Amelia and Major Bracken. Um, from from the draws, uh, I'd have to go Major Bracken, um... He, uh, I think, if he can handle the track, and um, he, he's he's got a, a a fair bit of raw ability, so uh, I think he'll do the. The other horse uh, sat on pace. He ran a really nice race. I don't know whether it's last start or start before. I think uh, he had a start before. Um, um, but drawing six, it's going to be hard. You you need a lot of luck from there to get get up in the running line and with a sit. So. Uh, of the two, I think Major Bracken's got the better chance. All right, Stephen, the eighth on the card, you have Joe's Redemption. Uh, again, second line barrier draw. I'm not so sure who you've upset at Harness Racing New South Wales, but you've copped a lot of these today. Two on the second line over the sprint trip, so that's not going to be easy in the country series heat. No, but that's not a, that is not as bad as probably six and five on the smaller tracks, I don't think. Uh, if he can get a bit of a run through, uh, he's a good, honest horse. Um, uh, if he doesn't, if he gets a check and run, and you bug it because he, uh, he once he goes, he you can't get him back down. Um, but other than that, he's always thereabouts, um, running places here and there, and uh, like he's honest. So I'd say a, a place chance with him. Last on the card, Steve goes at four forty-five today, and hopefully everybody has a great afternoon. At Forbes, um, you have London Legs in. Is the favourite for the race was a winner two starts ago. Again, slightly tricky in the draw department. You've got Barrier Five, and you've also got down at Barrier One, Mickey Mahoney. So, with the barrier draws the way they are, who's your better chance? The one, Mickey Mahoney, or the five, London Legs? On track work, um, definitely London Legs. Um... I, I like her. She's um, she's run some nice races in the in the Oaks and things like that. Um, and whereas Mick Mahoney was a very surprising run at Park first up because um, he's always been a very ordinary track work driver and he he had no luck at all and had to do plenty of work and still went on and won the race. In saying that, um, that company what, what wasn't all that brilliant. Um, but uh, out of the two, I, re- I like London Legs out of the two of them, uh, even though she's got the bad draw. Steve, what do you make of your day at Forbes? What's your best chance of a winner for the Sky Sport Radio listeners? Uh, I like London Legs and Major Bracken are my best two chances, I'll put it that way. <laughs> Mate, the old fella, Atomic Red, went to Menangle on Saturday night. Another placing for him. He was excellent the week before, too. Gee, it's been a long road back, Steve. A lot of work must have gone into this horse to, to get him back. I know he had an injury or an illness about a year and a half ago. Um, it'd be great to see him get another win at Menangle, wouldn't it? Yeah, his uh, last two runs, are, uh, we've, we've changed his different work pattern. Uh, we tried 
swimming him and uh, candling him, and we, we um, because he wasn't shaping up all that good, and then um, and then we're going on to a different show. Neon seems to be working. Um, just we just canter him every second day and and jog him the other days, and uh, yeah, he showed a bit of the last two runs a bit of his old limps and form, and it's been very hard because as you know, he always raced very very tough. That was his main thing. He just run them off their legs. Well. Um, both times, um, like he, especially his last start, he sat in the death and I think they've gone 50 and uh, looks like he was going to the top of the straight and kicked back and ran second. So uh, Third, sorry, but he only just got beat for second. So uh, hopefully, yeah, he's back on track to get, get back to where he, somewhere where he was. Steve, for some of our, our, our galloping or greyhound-oriented listeners who, who don't know much about harness racing, they might think it's strange that a harness horse would canter during its work. Um, how long do you canter them for? So if you take them out on the sulky and they're having a bit of a gallop around, is it a, a five-minute process like a galloper? Is it a 20-minute process? Because obviously when a, a harness horse slow works, often that's up to 40 minutes. So how long do they canter for, Steve? Uh, well, I don't canter. We gallop pretty flat out. Um, it's pretty scary sometimes. Um but um, the, say they can run 250 here pacing, uh, I'll run about 245 galloping. They can seem to go a lot quicker and it's not as hard to work for them galloping. So, um, yeah, you, you go pretty solid. Okay, and that's just the case of rolling the reins. You roll them over the horse's rump and get them through the mouth and once they start galloping, they, they seem to quite enjoy it, don't they? Oh, they do, yeah, and they get used to it. Uh, he's funny, he paces in the warm-up the whole way, and then when you turn him around and um, give him a bit of a break, and then when you turn him around, he'll, he'll go straight off in a canter and, and gallops from there on, yeah. But um, they get used to it. Um, my son, Nathan, he has a lot of luck getting horses from Sydney that aren't quite good enough, and uh, that's all he does is gallop them, and they, uh, yeah, they strike a bit of form. Well, Steve, thank you for taking the time to, to join us today, mate. Um, good luck at Forbes, and you're looking forward to one day, hopefully soon, Atomic Red putting himself back in the winner's circle there at Menanga, where he's been such a star in the past. That'd be lovely. Thanks, mate. Steve Turnbull, one of the legends of harness racing up in the Bathurst region, and of course, New South Wales in general. He's won Miracle Miles and Inter-Dominions, and we go from one legend from that part of the state to another, which will be Bernie Hewitt. We'll get hold of him shortly because not only does he have one of the favourites today in the Diggers' Cup out of Forbes, he also has two great chances in the APG finals. Now, they're coming up on Saturday night out of Menangle, uh, the Gold Bullion finals, and um, Bernie has a team which was two to four at his recent Bathurst Gold Crown Carnival, and they're going to be heading to Menangle this week for the big finals on Saturday. Both super impressive in the heats, which were last Tuesday night. Bernie, thank you for uh, taking the time to join us on Anzac Morning. I know lots of people get a chance to go to Anzac parades, but for horse trainers, Bernie, it's um, a parade of a different type. You would have been out working this morning, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right, Nick, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just business as usual um, this morning, yeah. You're taking one to Forbes today. You're taking on a joyride to the Diggers' Cup. And I thought she was really good running third last time at Riverina in the Group 1 Championship. I know she's the least assist horse in the race today, but Barrier 1's going to be a pretty big help. 
Yeah, it certainly helps. Um, you know, barrier one helps in most cases, so um, particularly the half-mile tracks. So, um, yeah, she's stepping up into free-for-all company, but, um, you know, her work's been first-class all this prep and uh, she's had the two runs now and, you know, last season she went quite well and, um, yeah, she was always going to go through to free-for-all grade. So hopefully um, hopefully she takes full advantage of the, the one barrier. With that in mind, Bertie, you're driving yourself. Is it a case where you think she's the type of horse who can lead up and stay in front or do you see one off the front line beating you for early speed? No, it looked like she... Um, She's a very strong mare and um, loves to run, so um, she's, uh, you know, really she's she's there to, to, to lead, to try and lead and uh, go all the way, so that'll be the aim today, yeah. Bernie, it was a massive result for the stable and the family at the re- recent Gold Crown Carnival. You took out two of the Group 1s and both those horses are heading to Menangle this week. Let's talk about, first of all, Jewel Melody, your two-year-old filly, um, she was good at Bathurst. She was actually better at Menangle last week. I thought that was quite a stunning performance on Tuesday night. Yeah, Mick, she's um, shown, shown above average ability right through and um, she took a little bit of sorting out early on in her first two or three starts, um, pretty green, and uh, didn't really know what, what the racing side of it was all about, but she really started to come into her own, you know, leading into the gold crown and, she had a dominant win in the um, in the heat, and um, and then in the final she drew, drew pretty awkwardly as well, and then um, had to uh, make a, a long sustain run after interference early, and um, you know she was good enough to hold on and win that race, uh, but there was a hell of a lot of merit in the run. So Tuesday's run, you know, she had a ten day fresh and in between there, and um, I was quite happy with her, her form going into that run. She probably needed the run, but uh, yeah, she was. She, she felt awesome again the other day. Bernie, it's serious stuff on Saturday night. There's big money up for both the finals. Uh, how did Rip come through his semi? Because the other final winner, um, well, I have the semi winner, my ultimate Byron was pretty good. Are you confident you can beat him with the right draw on Saturday night? I think so, Mick. Um, we've had a big opinion of him since he um, you know, first came into work sort of 18 months ago and, and as is well documented, he had a, a serious injury and um, he's had those uh, few runs now back and uh, everything's been going you know, perfectly well and had no, no uh, setbacks at all. So um, his form looks really good leading into it. Obviously, draws will come into it again. Uh, who, who gets the better draws and so on? But... Um, he seems to be, well, even better from behind than he is in front. So, uh, but he's, he's certainly he's showing he can lead up in races too, and, and you know he's got awesome awesome speed, and um, you know he relaxes really well no, no matter where he is in the run. So, you know, jaws will be important. Um, so, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully he gets a kind draw, and um, you know has a nice trip, and uh, I don't think he'd be too far off them. Bernie, you're having a lot of success at a very high level at the moment and, and, and bringing horses to an angle, like the Mustang, who are, are doing good things. Is it a case that you've got better horses around you at the moment? Is it a case that this sounds crazy, Menangle's easier at the moment? What do you put your recent success down to? Oh, you know, it's obvious all the time when you're working big numbers that, you know, you have some horses stand out, whether they're whether they're racing or not, and when it all falls together and they start going to the races at the one time, you know, those horses with extra ability usually shine and um, 
and that's the case now. Like these horses that are going well have always shown ability, and it's a matter of you know getting everything to to uh, merge together and and be fit and healthy, and then you know obviously targeting better races, and uh, they've been able to put the hand up and, and succeed some of them. So. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's just a matter of trying to find the better horses and concentrating on them and um, and making it all work out. One you did find who can really run is the Slingsby Holdings Sapling Stakes winner back on March the 12th and Ripping Rupert. Now, he was obviously going to go to the Crown on your local track. He didn't make it there because he had a setback. Where is Ripping Rupert at? Um, he's going to be out for six months, that guy. He... Um, I originally thought when when we broke him in that he was sort of the one to try and win the gold crown with because he was such a well gated um, and clean gated uh, young fella and and he wasn't a big horse. I just thought he was a ready made two year old and I said to Jace early in the piece, I said this fella might win the gold crown and uh, as it turned out he won the sapling stakes before the gold crown but he went amiss in that run. Um, we found that he uh, had a, a small chip in the in a hind fetlock. Um, he's since had an operation to remove that. Uh, so he's he's in the recovery barn at the moment. So he's going to be off the scene for you know three months in uh, convalescing, and then he'll be um, he'll be aimed up for maybe later in the spring, or you know we'll just wait and see whether we just give the spring a miss and then concentrate on his three-year-old year. Bernie, as always, or as usual, this Wednesday we head to Bathurst. We didn't last week, but we head to Bathurst for the Wednesday night meeting. Looking forward to it. Um, anything you like at the Wednesday card? I thought Voodoo Lou was good the other night at Menangle, although she seems to have found herself in quite a sticky race for the up-to-rating 68s. Um, you know, just flicking to it now, um, yeah, she went super the other night. She's sort of been thereabouts lately without much luck and we expected, even though she drew terrible the other night, to run a good race and Steph done a great job on her and she ran home really strongly to run third. That is quite a strong race and she's drawn out no man's land again. Uh, so it could be tough for her, I, I think, this week, but uh, I haven't really haven't spent much time studying the fields at all. Um, so there's a few runners in there, like uh, I thought Better Jewel would be a good chance in the first. Um, we had a survivor's had one run back from a spell, and he won that nicely, um, drawn a bit wide as well, but he uh, he certainly be a chance. Um, Voodoo Lou, as we mentioned, um, always Thunder's been racing really well. Uh, he's a really nice four-year-old coming through, and... Um, He's, he's to race at Menangle in a couple of weeks in a country series final, and I'm just putting him in on Wednesday night for a run in between uh, heat and final, so he should run a really good race. Uh, Shifty Nicolos, he's got his finger on the till, so he's another one that's a chance. So there's, there's a number of chances there, Mick, yeah. Mate, last week we had the announcement of the TAB Eureka, which is going to be about 16 months away, coming up at Menangle. $2.1 million in stakes, and for three- and four-year-olds, well, by then, Rip should be a four-year-old at the height of his powers. be nice to have a horse racing for $2.1 million, wouldn't Certainly would, Mick. Yeah, it's uh, obviously great news for the industry, and, um, you know, I'm sure all owners and trainers are looking forward to seeing what they can do with it and see if they can find a horse good enough to, uh, you know, uh, catch capture the attention of, of prospective buyers or, or owners to, to go into the, the uh, Eureka. So he's one that, you know, obviously he falls uh, beautifully into that bracket. So, um, you know, obviously he's got this season to race through and, and you know, he'll, 
all going well, he'll reach pretty big heights. So he'd be one that we really uh, would earmark for a race like that. Well, Bernie, we hope you make it there because that would be an awful lot of fun for, uh, for everybody involved, mate. But um, good luck today at Forbes and more importantly, good luck for the barrier draws coming out later today or tomorrow for the APG finals coming up on Saturday night out of Menangle. No worries there, Mick. Thanks for that. Bertie Hewitt uh, giving us a comprehensive rundown on what's going to happen today at Forbes. He's going to try and lead on Oma Joyrider in the Diggers Cup there. He has two great chances in Jewel Melody and Rip coming up on Saturday. And it's Saturday night with Menangle having the uh, the Gold Bullion APG Finals. The heats of those were held last Tuesday at Menangle. And then we also have Bathurst on Wednesday night for a very strong Bathurst feel to our show earlier today. Of course, mentioned the TAB Eureka. The odds are out for the $2.1 million slot race, which is going to be in the first week of September 2023. One man who will almost certainly have a horse there with his wife, Belinda, but he probably doesn't know which horse yet, is Luke McCarthy. And Luke, as we say, good morning to you and um, happy Anzac Day for you, as much as it's a time which is full of so many different memories for people. Must be remarkable as a Menangle local, Luke, to think you're going to have a $2 million race there for Australian bred horses in about 16 months, Luke. It's, it, it's a lot of fun and something really important to look forward to. Yeah, good morning, Mick. Um, yeah, for sure. It, you know, sport needs big races, and um, yeah, it's great, great that we've got another one. Are you the sort of guys who you, you think with you and Belinda, you've got a three-year-old? Because I presume the four-year-olds will be the dominant force in this race. Have you got a three-year-old around you at the moment who has a little bit of X factor? who might be an open-class horse. I mean, we know, obviously, Grant Dixon has a very good one on Leap to Fame. We know there's a horse like Rip coming through the Bathurst region. Have you got a nice three-year-old in the barn? Uh, no, we don't. It's not an Aussie bread. Um, but no, we wouldn't have one good enough for it. Well, that's an option for somebody who wants to go to the leading trainers at Menangle because there's a lot of time between now and then. One horse who's at the other end of his career, Luke, yep. He's a marvel, was cash and flow. Nine-year-old went to the Bulleye Cup, the Bill Green Bulleye Cup on Saturday night, Luke. And look, if you didn't know the horse, you would have thought he was four or five the way he raced. Um, what do you guys do with cash and flow to keep him ticking over at 150 speed this late in his career? He's a, he's a funny horse, Mick. He's, um, like he went super on Saturday. We, we were really happy with him, you know, a fortnight or three weeks ago when the, the Nanglemeet got called off with the rain. His work had sort of been really good and then we trialled him that, that next week and he actually trialled really good. So, look, we had a fair bit of confidence that he sort of seems to be back to his best. But he, he just when you go through his form, he runs all his best races from about April, you know, right through till September, October. That seems to be his best period of racing in the winter months. He coughs a little bit in summer, he gets a bit of allergy, so... Um, we just think he's best forms, yeah, through the winter months and hopefully he can hold that form now right through the winter. I, I take it Luke, he'll just stay at Menangle and do what he loves doing, which is racing over a mile rather than, than bothering, takering him somewhere like Queensland, where, where he might be more susceptible to the dust? Uh, yeah, it's, but like, uh, Queensland's fine as well through winter, yeah, winter time, just, he just doesn't seem to go as good in the hot months, but he's not up to 
the better horses anyway, and over distance. He's just a good miler, and race him every two to three weeks, keep him fresh, that seems to be his go. Luke, there's a horse who ran in that race uh, from your stable, Belinda's stable, on Saturday night called I Need You Now, and she's got me completely flummoxed because she was a very good mare in New Zealand. I thought she was inch-perfect for Menangle, but she seems to be struggling there. Yeah, she is, Nick. She's, um, look, we, off form, you would say she's better than the Honey Queen, and she's come out and pieced a few together and won in 50, so we figured she'd do the same, but, yeah, she just, we're happy with the trial. Trial behind, Cash and Fire went super in the trial, but just didn't race any good, so, look, we're just going to tinker around and change her diet a little bit and um, have a play around and try and see if we can get it going a bit better over the next few weeks. Luke, about 10 days ago or 11 days ago now, you sent Alter Orlando back to his home country in New Zealand. He raced in the race. Um, to be honest, not a lot went his way, to be honest. There's a lot of pressure there, and he ended up back on the fence. What's his plans? Does he stay in New Zealand? Does he return to you guys? Where is he at the moment? No, he's already home, Nick. He's just the connections got approached by a spot um, to see if he would send him over and I thought he actually went pretty average, to be honest. And yeah, he just he's, he's come home. So look, he'll just race around in the free for here. He, he's a great old horse, got a million dollars. He's not up to the grand circuit horses anymore, but he's um, yeah, he can still make money just racing around the angle. What about Spirit of St Louis? He's the heir to the throne, which has been, of course, uh, abdicated by the great King of Swing. When do we see Spirit of St Louis or Spirit of St Louis, depending how you want to call him? When do we see the, the Spirit animal? He's great, Nick. He, I just bowled him around a little bit this morning. He's had two fast works back. His prep, he had a good few weeks off after the mile, yeah, and then jogged back. And yeah, he's put on about 15 kilos. He looks unreal. So he's, he'll work up now. May would presume he'd be back ready to go to mid June. Um, with him, you know, getting him ready for the Sunshine Sprint and Black Spike. Okay, mate. Can you see a winner out of Team McCarthy over the next week, or are you going for one of those slightly quieter patches? Yeah, we're pretty quiet race-wise at the moment, Mick. You know, after the carnival, he went out, and then we're just building the team up, getting ready for Brisbane. But I thought Artillery's runs at Wagga were super, and he looks like he's a great chance tomorrow. Mate, we appreciate your time. Um, hope you get to spend some time with the family today on what's a rare semi holiday for you guys. And, mate, thanks for giving us an update on all the stars here on Sky Sport Radio. No worries. Thanks, Mick. Luke McCarthy with the news there on... Horses like Cash and Flow, remarkable horse he had. Another win at Menangle on Saturday night. We also got the thoughts of Steve Turnbull and Bernie Hewitt, who have hands to play, in Bernie's case, at three meetings over the next week. We have Forbes today, Bathurst on Wednesday, and of course the big APG Gold Bullion Finals coming up on Saturday night. Fields out for those later today, I believe, for Menangle for the major meeting on Saturday night. Your next harness racing fix with us will be at 10.30 on Wednesday morning. Brittany Graham will be here to take you through more harness racing action from New South Wales with On The Pace. Until then, I hope you get a chance to enjoy the remainder of your Anzac Day.